From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town. Our guests this week include, from Providence, Rhode Island, Jake Blunt, and from Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and parts nearby, the Secret Sisters. I'm Helen Forrester. Right now, if you would join me in welcoming our host, Nick Forrester. Thank you, Helen. Welcome, everybody. We um, are going to have a good time this week. We've got some great music. We're going to hear some really good stories. Um, we're going to learn some stuff. Uh, Helen mentioned that Jake Blunt is here. He made a record that is a kind of a, a recasting of a bunch of old songs through the lens of a modern story, and actually in the future of a sort of dystopian exodus from the southern U.S. to the north after climate disaster. Cheery subject. <laughs> Actually, it's a really cool record. It's, it's an interesting story, and, and he's not wrong. This is something we need to be paying attention to. Up first, we've got a pair of sisters. Laura and Lydia are here. They come from a musical family. Uh, they grew up around Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and Florence, Alabama. They, they kind of happened into a career in singing together. Uh, they got off to a very good start. They got signed to a major label. They made a couple records. Everything was going great. Then they got dropped, and then they fired their manager, and then there was lawsuits, and they almost went bankrupt, and they just about gave up. And then they got a call from Brandy Carlisle. And she said, hey, we want you guys to open up uh, some shows for us. And that led to some more records and some more touring, and they are firmly back on track as a result of that. Brandy also shared with them the concept of Saturn return, which is your astrological uh, transition into adulthood that happens for most of us in our late 20s. Some of us miss that entirely, <laughs> but in, um, they were intrigued by that concept, and that is, in fact, the name of their latest record. They've got an EP out that they're also proud of that's just a few songs. But, um, you know, we all love the sound of sibling harmony. It's something incredibly special. And we're lucky that we get to hear it some more right now. Would you please welcome to E-Town for their first visit, The Secret Sisters. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. This song is called Mississippi. To the promised land In my time I never had a thing that's mine Till they handed me a baby fine My little girl Thank you. 
fencing When the righteousness of you sets in And the blood in my veins begins To ramble on Now I know we can Stand and judge the execution man But we all have to make a trembling stand Before the sign this next song and send it out to anybody who is still reeling from the last few years, the pain and the loss and the, the collective trauma that we've all endured as the world changed so much. Um, this song is called Tomorrow Will Be Kinder.
it's tomorrow will be kind Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Hey, Secret Sisters, welcome to E-Town. So great to hear you sing. Thank you. We are not making it up when we have confessed our absolute devotion to sibling harmony. We just think it's the coolest. Us too. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know that when you were growing up, or was it just like the whole family sings, everybody sings? Everybody that we knew could sing. Yeah. So it wasn't that special to us. Yeah. So it wasn't until we were in college, I guess, that we started kind of singing together, and we did all of this backwards. We got a record deal first and then started learning how to perform in front of people. So yeah. it was very awkward at first. Well, we talked about how you had a little awkward beginning. It was like a, not exactly a false start because it went great. You got signed to a big record company deal and you made a couple records and then they dropped you and then you fired your manager. And then mm. did you think at that point when you were like, boy, maybe we're going to have to declare bankruptcy. We don't know what's going on. Did you think, okay, that was an interesting little chapter for a few years, and now we're done. Yes. Um, for the two of us, I think that that's a cyclical thing, no matter how good or bad things are. You know, you go through these phases where things are terrible and unpredictable, and you think, I just got to take a break. But then also, sometimes even when things are good, you're like, this is just too demanding. Yeah. We both just had kids. We entered motherhood about three years ago at the same time. And, you know, we've been trying to figure out how to balance motherhood with being on the road and being away from kids. And you know that you can't ever just quit because it's such a part of your fabric. But as far as the kind of pursuing the the dream and the success and the accolades and the stage is it comes and goes it ebbs yeah. and flows your love for it kind of wanes sometimes but it's always there your timing was actually pretty good if you're going to have a baby you might as well spend uh, right when the whole world shuts down and your career is not going to be impacted at all that was that, that was that <laughs> was pretty smart it's of like both we of knew. you yeah yeah yeah, that actually did happen. We uh, we had our first children about the same time, about four months apart. But we didn't plan it like that. Yeah. I should have. No, that wasn't planned. And then we got pregnant again at the same time, which was even weirder, because um, those babies were about three weeks apart. <laughs> so. Wow. Um, yeah. We do everything together. Yeah. Literally everything. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and your family, I mentioned, was musical. Was you, am I right that your grandpa was in the Happy Valley Boys? Yeah, so our granddad and his, uh, a couple of his brothers and a cousin of theirs, they were kind of in this gospel bluegrass quartet. Our dad was in a gospel quartet when we were growing up, and he's actually a performing member of the bluegrass band Iron Horse. And oh. so they're actually pretty big out here in Colorado. They might have bigger crowds than we do, actually. Um, but yeah, we just kind of... That would be annoying. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. We were like, can we open for you yeah. or something? Um, but no, it's, you know, we've just, like she said, we've always been around it. So it's just kind of second nature. It doesn't seem, I don't want to say that it doesn't seem special, but we just are so used to it that, you yeah. know. No, it sounds, it sounds like you've been doing it a long time, which you have, just not intentionally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, meanwhile, Brandy called, things got better. You were recording up at her place up in the Northwest, mm -hmm. um, hanging around with a bunch of those kinds of people, new, yeah. new experiences for you, yeah. learning about astrology and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> they took us down all sorts of roads. <laughs> <laughs> the Seattle kids do that. Yeah. Yeah. But what a great testament to your singing 
that from afar she was inspired by what she heard and reached out and brought you guys along for the ride. Yeah, especially for her to be the the vocalist that she is. You know, we had done a couple of records with really, really fantastic, immensely gifted producers. But our experience recording with Brandy was different because she comes from that live vocal place. You yeah. know, she's such a professional at it. And so we learned so much about vocal delivery and how to kind of manipulate our voices in new ways that, that we had never really done before. And we are the singers we are today because of that specific influence of hers. That's so cool to have a mentor like that who Mm -hmm. can step in and really, really make a mark. Well, listen, we're fortunate to be able to hear you guys and we're going to hear some more. So let's get back to music. I know you've got your your album, which is called Saturn Churn, and then you've got an EP that's out, just four songs. Yes. That is called something else. Quicksand. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another challenging subject. Yes, indeed. Uh, (laughs) For for those who are worried about their career. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we, we're not afraid of the subject matter. No, I can tell. I can murder ballads in quicksand. Yeah, okay. we're, running, Straight out of, to the we're top. running out of dark subjects, though. Yeah. So, you know. No, you'll, there, there's plenty, trust me. Um, well, listen, welcome back. Um, if you would, please welcome back to E-Town, the Secret Sisters. I think I lost my mind and 
Secret Sisters, Lawrence, Alabama. The record is called Saturn Return or Quicksand. They'll be back to play some more music later on in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. By the way, as a reminder for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest video offerings. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. You are listening to E-Town. We're going to have more music from the Secret Sisters coming up in just a little while. We've also got uh, Jake Blunt here with us. And I mentioned earlier that he's got a new project that is tells the story of this sort of um, post-climate apocalypse, dystopian vagabonds forming a new faith as they migrate north. And um, I guess what's interesting about that to me is, in the context of what's coming up next, is that Climate change is real. We've been talking about it for 32 years. And we're lucky enough here in Colorado to have a lot of the laboratories that talk about atmospheric science and renewable energy and all, all that stuff. A lot of the federal labs are in our neighborhood. So for years and years, we've been able to tap this pool of expertise and learn more. Well, one of the also um, pools of expertise that's in our midst is the Environmental Protection Agency. So that is divided up into different regions, and Region 8 is headquartered in Denver. And so that's responsible for six states and I think 28 tribal nations. And their job is to look out for all of us, really, on behalf of uh, health and being able to have clean water and clean air, fighting toxics in our environment. So the EPA is, um, for some reason, uh, not universally adored, and I don't understand why, but of course restrictions are things that people don't like. 
But um, we are lucky right now to be able to welcome the director of Region 8 here with us. Please welcome her to the stage at E-Town, Casey Becker. Casey, welcome. Thank you, Nick, for having me. You're, you're a big deal. You've been a big deal. I should mention that you were in politics. You were on city council. You were then state legislature. You were the Speaker of the House. You've done all the things. And now you've got uh, President Biden appointed you as director of Region 8. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, you've got a lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility. There's so much going on with this administration when it comes to climate and pollution. It's really exciting to be a part of. Yeah. Um, I know one of the things that, um, as I was sort of referencing Jake Blunt's uh, record and his project that talks about this, particularly black and brown people migrating up from the south and looking for places where they could survive, environmental justice is a real part of the work you do, just because, as we know, disproportionately, communities of color are affected by pollution. So that's on your watch at this point. Yeah, it's really exciting. This administration has really decided to focus our environmental efforts through an environmental justice lens. We're applying the Civil Rights Act in the context of environmental laws. And when you look at it, a lot of facilities, a lot of pollution is really concentrated in low-income neighborhoods, communities of color. So the Civil Rights Act absolutely applies in that context. And so we're taking a lot of looks at how we're permitting, where we're allowing pollution, and is that a civil rights violation? Yeah. I um, spend some time in southeast Louisiana, and you know, also known as Cancer Alley. That's right. And that's a place that, as I understand it, there have been factories that have relocated from China to Louisiana because there are fewer limitations and restrictions in Louisiana than there are in mainland China. That's right. So Administrator Regan, who leads EPA, um, started a journey for justice and went to Cancer Alley. And um, President Biden has committed that of 40% of all of our spending in, in through the bipartisan infrastructure law, through the Inflation Reduction Act, 40% is all going to be in underserved, overburdened communities. Yeah. So again, really focusing on the most impacted communities. And there's a new grants program, too, for projects that directly address environmental justice, as I saw on your website. Nick, you're, you really did your homework. So we made the biggest announcement for the, the most dollars going into environmental justice, $100 million announced last week, really trying to address pollution through grants, funding uh, community-based organizations, small organizations that can do things in their own neighborhood to address climate change. Yeah. So in, your, in the area that you have purview over, these six states and the 28 tribal nations, is there any good stories, any stuff going on that's actually um, where you feel like you're making some progress? You know, it's definitely an adjustment to be talking um, in some of these states about climate change, but I think we're making headway. And one thing we did recently is the UNO reservation in Utah, where the Ute tribe is, we worked with the tribe and put in a federal implementation plan that really starts addressing a lot of the oil and gas pollution in the area. I think that's going to be a big success, really help air quality in the state of Utah. Yeah, that's great. Um, I know that recently uh, the Supreme Court decided that the EPA doesn't really have jurisdiction over something as fundamental as exhaust from power plants. You know, they, what, what was that all about? Yeah, they said that um, addressing climate change is a really big thing, and in, in fact it's a major question that Congress has to address directly. But that was only sort of dealt with one part of the Clean Air Act, and there's a lot else we can do, right? We can 
we're working on methane regulations to reduce the amount of methane in the air, particulate matter, ozone, all of these things we can continue to do. And we're also implementing the Inflation Reduction Act, $370 billion to provide a lot of carrots to push towards cleaner technologies and really address climate change. No investment like this ever before. So we still have a lot of tools in our in our toolkit. Yeah. And what you're saying is you're, you're going to use carrots rather than sticks. So this is something where you can try to lure people to make some shifts. Industry can make some shifts because to a cleaner technology because you're going to help them get there. You know, we've got carrots and sticks yeah. and we're using both. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. Anything we can do to help spread the word, you know, make sure people know about what you're up to and, and encourage folks to apply for those dollars. and Just in the next six months, we're going to be announcing $40 billion that'll go out across the um, country in lots of different pots. So over the next several months, you know, if you've got uh, an organization that you want to make sure is taking steps themselves to address climate, this is a great way to do it. Cool. And they can look on your website and find out about some opportunities. Yeah. The whitehouse.gov is putting all this out there, Environmental Protection Agency, Department of Energy, we all are going to be amplifying, getting every part of this nation involved in helping address climate change. And more uh, more locally and just closer to home, There's you're in Region 8. How many regions are there? There are 10 regions. 10 this regions. one is six states and um, Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, very rural. I definitely travel to parts of this region that climate change and environmental justice aren't priorities, aren't words that get used every day. And so, but I'm going to keep showing up. Yeah, that's great. And it's so good to hear the enthusiasm that you have for this work you're doing and the empowerment that you've gotten from the powers that be that are spending money in this direction. It's just, it's not typical and it's great to hear. I'm excited about it. I mean, this is right, an existential crisis. We all have a role in doing something. I feel really um, privileged that I get to be a part of the solution. Yeah, great. Well, thanks for sharing this information. Thanks for being a part of E-Town. Once again, this is Casey Becker, the director of Region 8 EPA here in Denver. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Casey. So fun. Well, all right. We've got more music coming up from the Secret Sisters, as I mentioned. Right now, I'm going to tell you about our next guest. Jake Blunt uh, grew up in Washington, D.C. His folks were in the TV news business. He started playing electric guitar in high school. He joined bands and then crossed paths with some old-time musicians, and things changed. He took up the fiddle and the banjo with much success, winning competitions in the Carolinas and beyond, even winning the Steve Martin Banjo Prize. Um, he went to college to study ethnomusicology. He had a band called the Moose Whisperers. Um, he toured and recorded with other folks, including Tatiana Hargraves. And he then released his first solo record, which is called Spider Tales. His most recent release is called The New Faith. It's out on Smithsonian Folkways Records. It's something he made during the pandemic. And as I said, it uses old songs to tell a story that is both looking back at historical injustices, and looking forward at a climate-changed world. And as dreary as that might sound, it's a really good listen. Um, there are some tunes on that record with a full band. There's some uh, with a rapper named Demeanor who's on there as well. It's really interesting. Jake has been playing festivals like Newport Folk Festival and all kinds of theaters, sometimes with his own band. He's here on his own this week 
from his home in Providence, Rhode Island. Please welcome D-Town for his first visit, Jake Blunt. Thank you for the warm welcome. It's so nice to be back here in Colorado.
my blood runs so chilling so slow the ones who have gone before me gone pilot me through as I go sometimes our boats tossed and driven sometimes I
bet you five dollars I'll beat you next game. Jake, it's great to hear you play and sing. Great to hear you play that banjo. It's got six strings, I notice. Yes. And I know a lot of our audience um, are, are banjo players. Great. <laughs> really, so we could go deep, nerdy into banjo land if we yeah. wanted to. Yeah. But we won't. Okay. Um, I'm following your lead. Yeah. I wanted to, um, I want to talk about your new project, The New Faith. Did I describe it fairly accurately? This is the tale of, of uh, a mass exodus, or actually not mass, it's 30 people who, black and brown people who leave the southern U.S. and head north. Yeah, so it's the story of the descendants of those 30 people who over the course of that journey are whittled down to three by different things that they face on the road and then are kind of confined to this refugee camp up in New England and develop a new culture there that retains a lot of wisdom from that exodus, that travel, but recontextualizes a lot of mm -hmm. the things that we might be familiar with from that. So it's all old songs. It's all traditional repertoire drawn from the canon of spirituals, etc. but um, very different. Yeah, so you didn't have to change the words to a lot of these songs, right? Just you could recontextualize them. And you do have um, spoken word segments interspersed among the songs where you sort of tell the narrative of what's going on and what happened and how um, it's the record starts with the baptism. Yeah, I modeled it off of field recordings. I've, I've often explained it as field recordings from the future. So the idea was I, I listened to all of these old like Alan Lomax recordings yeah. and other folklorists who went down and recorded these black religious services and you'd have a bunch of really incredible songs and then you'd also have these prayers kind of spoken over right. musical accompaniment from mm -hmm. the congregation, which was all vocal because yeah. they weren't about instruments in church back then. But uh, it led me down some interesting paths yeah. of being able to use that prayer speech as a way to kind of explain what was going on and also let the rap do a lot of heavy lifting. Um, and speaking of rap, um, Demeter's on there. So yes. you, you do have this, you know, this beautiful collision of cultures and sounds that seems to fit perfectly well. And uh, it's an interesting tale, interesting combination of sounds. It's cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's well received. Yeah. What did you call it? Genre queer? No, what did you call it? Yes, I, I call all my music genre queer. Genre yes. Yeah. Which means uh, just it's like you can't put a label on it. Yeah. And un uninterested in, in fitting into capitalist patterns. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado. <laughs> and I should, I should let everybody know that um, this is the product of an active mind trapped by COVID <laughs> at home. <laughs> In his room, making all this up. Nobody could tell me no. <laughs> well, it's good that you're, um, you've decided to embrace every conceivable aspect of outsiderness to 
be a narrator for this story that is important and necessary for us to hear. It's cool. It's cool that it's coming from you. It's cool that it's a wake-up call because this dark dystopian tale that you tell is not so far-fetched. And as we heard from Casey Becker and others, climate change is, is upon us. Yes. I think one of the, the things that's been tricky for me about the reception of this album, even though I'm very grateful for all the coverage that it's gotten and the doors that it's opened, is that I've realized people don't really know how to talk about things like this, where it gets kind of shoehorned into like the post-apocalyptic genre or dystopian genre, where in my brain, the premise of the album is that nothing important changes between now and then, that we continue down the path that we're already on and there is no earth-shattering doomsday event or the opposite, that everything just continues and this is where we land. It's revealing to me, and I'm still working out what exactly it means, that the idea of capitalist and colonial progress pausing means the end of the world to a lot of people. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, listen, um, I, uh, I look forward to continuing this conversation. Meanwhile, it's great to get to spend some time with you and, and hear you play. Let's get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Jake Blunt. Any fans of Sister Rosetta Tharp out there? Yeah. Thought there might be some. For those who are not yet in the know, Sister Rosetta Tharp came out of Cotton Plant, Arkansas. Her mother, Katie Bell Newbin, was a preacher. And uh, when, Rosetta, when Rosetta was just a child, they made their way up to Chicago so that Katie could uh, come into the fullness of her gifts as a preacher. And Rosetta became a star known all around town as the small child with a blazing smile and a guitar playing these Pentecostal hymns. And you can still visit the church that they attended there. It was built brick by brick by the black community there because they wanted a building that nobody had ever had before and nobody would ever have after them. And they built it piece by piece, floor by floor, as money became available. And when they finally put on that second story, put in their balcony, Mahalia Jackson came and sat in that balcony to hear the Pentecostals sing. Eventually, Sister Rosetta grew up. She made her way down to Miami with her first husband, and she became known all across the city, again, for her electrifying guitar-based church services. People came from all across town, people who were not part of the congregation, even some Jewish people who just wanted to see what the fuss was about, crowded out the neighborhood so bad nobody could park there who lived there, and they would throw money onto the stage in the middle of her performances in church. because she was such an electrifying performer. You are free to engage in historical reenactment if you so choose. It's happened before, I'm just saying. Eventually, Sister Rosetta thankfully outgrew that husband and made her way up north to New York City where she got picked up by the Cotton Club and she caused a scandal playing those same Pentecostal hymns on an electric guitar in nightclubs all around New York City. And it was just ungodly enough to become a worldwide sensation. She went on tour all around Europe, all around the United States. She had to build a second building in her backyard just to hold her coats and gowns to perform in. And that queer black woman, on tour with her lover, invented rock and roll. 
This is a favorite song from her. It's called Didn't It Rain. Didn't it rain, children? Oh, yes. Didn't it? Yes. Didn't it? You know, didn't it? Oh, my Lord. Didn't it rain? Well, it rained for days. Was no land nowhere in sight God sent the raven to spread the news Oysters, wings, and away he flew To the east, to the west, north, to the south All day, all night, how it rained, how it rained Ooh. Tell me, didn't it rain, 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 children? Rain, oh my lord Didn't it, yes, didn't it, you know, didn't, didn't it At the door, crying, brother, can't you take a couple more? Brother said, Well, your wallet looks a little thin. If you can't pay, you better learn to swim. Water rising, water rising, water rising. Keep rising all day long, keep rising all night long. Tell me, didn't it rain? Jake Blunt, now living in Providence, Rhode Island, along with E-Tones, Bradley Morris, Christian Teal, Adam Bodine. The record's called The New Faith, out on Smithsonian Folkways Records. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town.
I'm Nick Forster. I want to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WEVL, Weevil, in Memphis, Tennessee, and on KUWR, Wyoming, Public Radio throughout the state of Wyoming, and on WRUR in Rochester, New York. As always, if you want some more information about anything we're up to here at E-Town, there's lots of stuff online at etown.org. Okay, we got more music coming right up, and uh, as I said at the beginning, we have covered some ground so far this week. Right now, would you please help me welcome back to the stage, Secret Sisters. Thank you. We get to do another song with this amazing band. Such a treat, such a treat. This song is called Hand Over My Heart.
give to this amazing, amazing, wonderful band. That's the Secret Sisters. Lydia Slagle, Laura Rogers from Alabama, along with Etones, Bradley, and Christian, and Adam. We've got time for one more song. We're going to get everybody out here for one more song and, and uh, see what happens. I want to thank all of our guests. Um, we've had such a good time this week. I certainly want to thank Casey Becker, the director of the EPA Region 8 here in the Western States, doing her part on behalf of all of us. Thanks to Jake Blunt, the champion of, uh, of both the past and the future, and uh, traditional American string band music. Thanks to the E-Tones, Helen Forster. Thanks to the Secret Sisters. We, uh, we got one more song for you. We found a gospel tune, kind of lively. We hope you like it. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. If I was miser, tell you what I would do Spread the wealth around, oh, and I'd work on a building too I'm working on a building, I'm working on a building I'm working on a building for my Lord, for my Lord It's a Holy Ghost building, it's a Holy Ghost building It's a Holy Ghost building for my Lord This is a production of E-Town. There you have it. Secret Sisters, Jake Blunt, Casey Becker. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.